I'm Charlotte. And I'm Helly, and welcome to Growth in Progress, a podcast where we have open and honest conversations about things that aren't usually discussed, but that can help us all to grow. In each episode, we spend time catching up and sharing a recommendation of something either we've loved recently or it's helped us to grow. And then we go on to discuss a topic that we think is really relevant to the stuff that's going on right now. Often the sorts of things that maybe a lot of people might be thinking about, but aren't actually having the conversations about. And we want to open up that conversation because we know that actually having the conversation can make everyone feel a lot better. If you enjoy the episode, please don't forget to hit subscribe. It makes a huge difference. And if you fancy it, leave us a five star review because we'd be forever grateful. So how are you, my love? You're back from America. I know just back on what well, the day before yesterday, as we're recording right now. Uh, so a little bit jet lagged, but it was an amazing, <laughs> amazing trip. Packed so much in and honestly, I've never been so excited to get back into a routine in my life, but it was an amazing mm-hmm. trip. I'm so pleased to hear that because it's been so long coming and to get to spend time with family and friends and just recharge like that is so wonderful. Yeah, yeah. I've been, what, January 2019 was the last time I saw them all. So it was very nice. Although, as I was explaining to you, our first day back did not go to plan. Um, mm-hmm. I won't tell the long story again, but I learned how to change a car battery and to jumpstart a car in torrential rain. So that was all good fun. <laughs> Talk about like baptism by fire on our first day back in Croatia. It's um, it's all character building, right? Or as my gran keeps telling me, it's all part of life's rich tapestry, dear. How poetic. I much prefer that version. Yeah, <laughs> I do. I quite like it. <laughs> How are you? What have you been up to? I'm all right. It's just been a very busy time. Um, I started my new job. Um, embarrassed myself just the once which is quite impressive and I will tell that story in a moment um and also started the live shopping series that I'm presenting on um MS's website so obviously that's really... I love it because you're in it but I also love that it's festive right now as well no so like it's a whole live shopping series that goes out every week and I basically just have an excuse to be super festive like we have a Christmas tree up we get to light like all the scented candles we have Christmas music playing it's such like a cozy little escape on a Thursday evening yeah Um, and I'm convinced that's why like I've not found autumn quite as tough so far like I've had this really lovely thing to look forward to every week don't get me wrong it's hard work and it's intense but it's really fun Mm -hmm. um it's rewarding as well so yeah but um I so my new job is slightly more profit and like financial focused than my previous role which is great I'm really enjoying it um lots of talks about revenue and gross profit margins and all of these sorts of things and I was doing some reporting a couple of days ago and I was like right I really want to get ahead on this I know that I've got a busy week like so I sent a message to my boss and I was like oh I've run these two reports and like the first report is um on like this program and the other one is on another program and there's they're showing different values and he just was surprised going oh the first program's gross and I was like okay I get it like we we have a pretty casual working relationship I'm like I get it like it's not the easiest platform to use if you hate it you hate it whatever and I was like haha like it's my favorite I think I've quite I've got kind of used to using it now um and then there was just no other response and I was like okay that's not particularly helpful like I am only a couple of weeks into the job 
So I'm trying to work everything out myself. And then I was like, right, no, I'm going to ask around. I'm going to ask some other people. So I asked a couple of different people. And then finally someone came back to me. She goes, oh yeah, that first report is gross revenue. So when he had told me he thought that report was gross, he didn't actually think it was gross as in, oh God, that's gross. It's horrible to run. It's so hard to use. <laughs> he meant it was gross revenue. Um, and so... I was just like, oh, I was mortified. I mean, we all had a great laugh. Um, and, you know, I think it's a good way to show that everyone's human. You know, never, never make assumptions, people. But I just was like, really? And like, I think it's nice you all laughed at it. Like, I, I think it could have come out a lot worse. <laughs> we did all laugh. We had a really good laugh about it. I was, I was like, I really just thought you were saying it's gross. He's like, no. Like, why, why, why would I say that? <laughs> so, oh, God. This goes back to what we were saying before. You can suck at something new. It's okay. Um, you've got to laugh at yourself you know take the work seriously but never take yourself seriously I think so yeah I mean when I was lugging or helping Taylor lug a battery in the torrential rain yesterday and teaching myself how to change car battery and we were broken down at a fuel station and a car drove past through a puddle and splashed me and I just laughed at myself and I thought five years ago I would not have been laughing I would have been crying I would have been an anxious wreck I would have not known what to do and instead I was just laughing at myself like I really feel like that's personal growth yeah, like I think a couple of years ago, I would have just been like, oh my God, I'm so embarrassed. I got it wrong. They're going to fire me. They're going to think I'm stupid. And now I'm just like, do you know what? We're all human. Nice that we all had a bit of a laugh on a Wednesday afternoon, no? Yeah, could have been <laughs> a whole sure. lot worse. So exactly. yeah, no use getting hung up on it. Exactly. Do you want to share your recommendation for the week though? Yes, I am so excited for this one. And I feel like it's massively niche, but it's a book that we basically read on the flight back on Friday, all in one go. Um, and it's one of those books where I felt like it was so profound and I felt so affected by it and so it's called I Who Have Never Known Men it's by Jacqueline Hartman and it's traditionally it was published in French she is French um, in, in 1995 and I just don't understand why it didn't get more attention um, and even though I just felt so impacted by it I should say that you don't really get any answers or any conclusion and that's like said from the start that there's kind of no answers in this book but if you remember last, I think it was last year, I recommended another book called Leave the World Behind. And it's a very mm -hmm. similar thing where there's kind of like a suggestion. It's like speculative dystopian fiction is how it's described. Like, you know, yeah. that something kind of apocalyptic has happened or something has gone very wrong, but you never find out what. And it's narrated by a young girl who has grown up in a cage with 39 other women and there's so much it really examines like womanhood and female relationships and the impact on like socialization when a child has grown up incarcerated and without they, they're not allowed to touch so there's no human touch there's no feeling she doesn't know what emotions are and she's she doesn't know men she's never experienced men apart from the three men that patrol the cage outside and Anyway, early on in the story, a siren goes off, the guards run and they drop their keys and the women manage to get out of the cage and they think that they're free. Uh, they come out into this world, which is not the world that the women remember before. But the young girl obviously doesn't remember her life before. And it follows basically their their story as they try and adapt to life in this, this place, which is either a post-apocalyptic earth or a new planet. Like You don't know. 
they find other cages where really similar thing has happened and there's just no answers but it is honestly so so fascinating and the things that you take for granted and you realize how much you learn through socialization that this girl never has so she's never experienced it so she doesn't know the basic things which we we don't even realize we've learned we think we're born with these mannerisms or ways of acting but we're not born with them we're learned we're, we're taught them from the people around us and it's just it's only 146 pages long and I just feel like it's massively eye-opening it's really eerie it's really it kind of makes you question a lot and you realize mm. that like there's a lot of things it's very human and I think that's why it's uncomfortable because it doesn't feel like it's like the behavior of the men and the post-apocalyptic world it doesn't feel like it's totally impossible you know and it's a little bit uncomfortable yeah because you're like if we don't look after this planet something like this could happen I know that's massively yeah. catastrophizing but it gets uncomfortable because you're like this could this could happen one day yeah but anyway I won't give loads of spoilers and it's only 146 pages long but I I was absolutely captivated by it. I've not read anything like that in a long, long time. And I really think it's worth reading if you kind of enjoy that sort of dystopian uh, type fiction. Oh, I'm going to give it a go. I'll add it to the list because I like that it's a nice short one as well. And it's, I find writing like that really interesting because it does kind Mm. of toe the line of it could happen, but also you have to remind yourself it's not quite true, but actually it is almost like the... um, Almost like you know, noughts and crosses from Mall- Mallory Black-, Black. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, um, that's a really good example. That sort of dystopian of like, okay, this isn't true, but actually, it's very close to reality. Yeah, and there's a lot of parallels that can be drawn, um, and yeah. it just makes you question things that you've taken for granted or have assumptions you've made. Um, yeah. And, and that's the, exactly it, isn't it? It's uncomfortable because it touches a nerve. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like the narrator, she experiences a lot of things, which as a reader, like the way she describes them, you're like, oh my God, that is horrific. Like that is so mm-hmm. traumatic. But because she's never been socialized, she doesn't know how to react. So she doesn't have the emotional reaction. So you read what she's describing and she's describing it as a very detached person because she doesn't know that that's weird or uncomfortable or traumatic. because she's not she's not been taught that it is and it really makes you question what you think is is like normal based on how you've been brought up or yeah really interesting Mm -hmm. really good quite an intense read but a short one so it's not not too bad adding Um, it to the list what is your recommendation mine is a repeat recommendation because i have almost certainly recommended this before but um it's something I think is really important and something that's very close to my heart. And it is the Copperfield text alerts. Mm-hmm. And for those who aren't aware, Copperfield is an incredible charity that works to raise awareness of early symptoms of breast cancer in um, everyone, regardless of your gender, um, and helps to empower people, particularly women, to Um, check themselves to be aware of changes in themselves and essentially to try and catch cancer early because the horrible reality is many of us will be directly affected or have someone very close to us directly affected um and about it must be about two or three years ago now i i think i saw it on social media but you can go onto the copperfield website and you can sign up for a monthly text reminder 
And the recommendation is that you check once a month, you do a full check for any changes in appearance or any lumps, etc. Um, and you can for free, you can add it, you can on the website, sign up for these text alerts. And on the first of every month, you get a reminder through. It's always a fun text. It's normally something quite funny or like a, like a limerick or something like that. Um, and it's just a really brilliant prompt to remind you to do it because it's so easy to forget, but it really, really does save lives. Um, and so if you obviously if you can donate to a Copperfield, then great, because you can obviously then kind of support um, the cost of the charity running this service. But it's so brilliant. It is open to everyone. It's free of charge. They don't send you any other marketing comms or requests for anything like that. It is literally just a once a month reminder saying, check yourself. And on their website, they have amazing resources for how to actually check yourself properly because it's just not something that's taught to us, which is a whole yeah. other thing for another day. Um, yeah. But yeah, I just, I know it's something that I've recommended before and we've spoken about before, but just as a reminder to everyone, um, because I appreciate not everyone will listen to every episode. I just think it's a really important one that we can all benefit from. Yeah, it is. And it also gets you into a habit because I've stopped receiving the text since I've got my Croatian SIM card, like swapped over. Yeah. And, but I still do it. And I think it's, it's got me into such a good habit because I will hold my hands up and say, before I signed up for those texts, I couldn't even tell you how often I checked, like sporadically at best. And I just think it's a really good way to get into the habit of it. Really good way. And ultimately it could save your life. So yeah. You know, it's a couple of minutes, not even that, once a month. And it's while you're you in the shower that. or something, like yeah. super easy. Exactly. And what I love about the text as well is that I think you think, oh, check yourself. It could be really, really scary and intimidating. And it's almost like I don't really know what I'm doing. Whereas the way they remind you is so like, oh, yeah, cool. Something you do. It just kind of takes some of that fear away. Um, and it's a brilliant, brilliant service. So, yeah, that is my recommendation for this week. No excuses. I will leave the sign-up link in the show notes. Everyone should go and sign up. Absolutely. So this week, we wanted to talk about how it's completely fine if you change your mind. We very much have a discourse around us that once you make up your mind on something, you have to stick with it. Persevere, see everything through to the end. Don't give up, keep going. And whilst that's really important, it's also completely fine if at some point you change your mind. Life changes, you change, new information is presented. And we wanted to remind everyone this week and have a conversation about why it's completely fine if you do change your mind, regardless of whether that's something really small or something far bigger. Mm-hmm. I I was really trying to like get my head around why there is this weird unspoken thing that we all seem to feel like we can't change our minds like mm-hmm. why is this there this kind of feeling that we all have to follow through on all of our decisions we have to accomplish everything we set out to or stick by everything that we said we would even if we don't like it or believe it anymore and none of that is true and I do think we need to be more accepting of the fact that it is okay to change your mind I actually feel like it shows real self-growth to change mm. your mind even though it might feel feel scary especially for those kind of like bigger life-changing kind of decisions it's a good point I really don't know where that shame comes from I wonder if it's kind of connected and this feels very like deep but we're in a capitalist society where productivity is praised above everything else and working hard is important and 
so there is that kind of um glamorization of the quote-unquote hustle and carrying on and pushing through even when it's tough and that in turn seeps into everything else so you perceive changing your mind as the same as quitting or failing which it really isn't Mm, and then that kind of gets ingrained into us and I think it's the same as I I guess more in terms of like the age timelines I I feel like socially constructed age timelines are a really big factor like when people say oh I want to move to this city when I'm 25 I want to be at like this x position in my career by the time I'm 30 and I want to have x number of kids by the time I'm 35 like I mean we see the memes about it all the time but there is no correct timeline to do things and I feel like that probably plays a big factor people like oh I don't want to change my mind or I don't want to change this path that I'm on because I need to make sure that I'm married by this time or I have kids by this time or whatever I'm I'm not saying that that's everyone but I do feel like a lot of this feeling that we can't change our mind does come from those like socially constructed norms that we feel like we have to fit into I completely agree especially when it comes to things with careers or relationships and it's like I've invested so much time in this thing already I should stick it out and see it through but I just don't really think that's right I think if you take the view that changing your mind means you're starting from scratch then it really discredits everything you've done up until that point like we've spoken so many times about pivoting your career trying new things and kind of that onward journey of your career past the point you're at now and I think if you if you get into the headspace at changing your mind it's a bad thing you miss out on so many opportunities because Mm -hmm. the decision you've previously made was made when you only had those resources that knowledge you didn't know more you didn't know better you didn't know different and I think if you then just stick with it blindly you don't question it and then you just follow it through that can be really limiting and I think that's when people end up in a position where they look back and they regret and they wonder what if because if you frequently check in with yourself and go okay this is what I wanted four years ago but is it still what I want today and you go actually yeah I might need a couple of tweaks but on the whole generally I'm heading in the right direction fab brilliant but it's only good because you've done that questioning. If yeah. you never acknowledge it, how do you know it's what you even want anymore? Yeah, because I mean, what we want and what we believe and everything like that is constantly constantly changing because of the experiences and the progression of our lives. Like nothing mm-hmm. in our lives is permanent and we're always going to be growing and learning new things. And there's always going to be some sort of change happening in our lives. And if you're blindly sticking to a decision that you made five years ago that was based on like the old you then you could be passing up on new opportunities or new experiences that would actually fit the new you really well and I think I do think if you have the self-awareness to see those things and to understand that something is no longer serving you or it's no longer allowing you to grow or no longer allow no longer challenging you that's that's such a positive place to be but you're right it does need to come from that question questioning of is this still serving me am I still happy doing this do I still feel like positively challenged by this job or this life path I'm on or whatever it might be I think it works the other way as well in that as you grow and you change your mind new opportunities could arise so it isn't just a case of saying no and not doing something and moving away from something is the kind of um, 
feeling of change, but also moving towards something. Like if I, I think this so much with like my journey of like health and fitness, the narrative I always told myself was I'm crap at exercise and I hate it. And as I've got older and I've changed and I've learned more about how important it is and why it's so important and why it's such a privilege, the version that the my outlook has changed. Now, if I didn't, that in itself opens up new opportunities. It opens up opportunities for me to experiment with different types of classes and to meet new people. And so you've almost got to embrace that change as an opportunity to go, okay, past me might have hated the idea of spin, but present me might like it. I'm allowed to change my mind on this thing that I've never done or I have done and didn't previously like. And I think when you see changing your mind as a really exciting opportunity, it starts to work away at some of that fear we all seem to have around it. Mm-hmm. And But I think that's exactly it. You've come to that point with your, like your fitness journey because you are constantly assessing what's important to you, what's a priority to you and why you want to do something or you don't want to do something. And I think that self-awareness has informed you like okay my like I might not want to be a marathon runner but I do want to have a healthy strong body that's going to continue to serve me for many more years Mm -hmm. like that's and I think it's that kind of bigger picture looking and it's not something that you develop overnight I certainly couldn't sort of think like big picture like that when I was a teenager I think it is that more like that bigger self-awareness and being I guess more accepting and more compassionate to acknowledge that it's okay to change your mind and feel differently about things than you did I was was going to say 10 Mm. years ago but even a year ago that compassion I think is the key thing there it's like accepting that that thing you really wanted especially if you're someone who is very determined or you're very type a or you really commit to things and you throw yourself into it that can all be brilliant but I think you have to have a bit of compassion for yourself if you change your mind or if you go hold on maybe I don't want that anymore and I think that's really difficult especially if that thing you thought you wanted is part of your identity like maybe it's your job your career where you live I think where you live is a huge one because there's such like a it's incredible that in the past like 10-15 years it's and this is so applicable to you but it's so much easier now to live somewhere else and to be remote and still be in contact with the people you love but that almost there's there's almost not so much a pressure I think that's the wrong word but it's become so normal that you then question oh my god should I want to do that do I want to do that and then when the time comes because it's not a quick process do you still want to do it Hmm. but then I think part of that though is the grass is always greener kind of kind of mentality and I mean it plays into like the comparison trap and imposter syndrome that we've Mm -hmm. spoken about and it is I think part of that bigger kind of idea that especially if you are very like motivated and very like you put a lot of pressure on yourself that should I be doing this should I be doing that maybe I could do more of this like you're always Mm -hmm. thinking you should be doing more and achieving more and being more and that inevitably leads to some sort of comparison but I think acknowledging that is really important when it does come to changing your mind because part of that I guess having compassion for yourself is acknowledging that okay I thought that I wanted to do this thing five years ago now I don't so much want to do that and that's okay but that's because I'm in a a different point in my life and I just think it's so important to keep asking yourself 
those questions like is this still a priority to me is this something that's still important is this still serving me or is it harming me more like whatever it whatever it can be I mean the example that I was thinking of about this was how I feel like I was really negatively influenced by the media about Taylor Swift and I actually really like Taylor Swift and yes I'm like oh my god this is the perfect example yeah and I'm like I will fully so I used to love Taylor Swift back in her like country days when she was first pop like the, what was the Romeo and Juliet song like love the first story. one love story that's it used to love her mm. back in that day and then I feel like the media really screwed over the perception of Taylor Swift as like this man-hating like mm-hmm. jealous like man-eating woman I actually don't think that at all and I actually think she's a very talented businesswoman I'm like okay I hold my hands up here I have been like fully influenced by the by the media and I I used to think I didn't like it but on reflection I actually think I really like her and she's a very intelligent talented person and I was wrongly biased and I feel like that that's a classic example where I'm like I hold my hands up and I accept that I've changed my mind but I've had to like examine why I thought that in the first place and understand those kind of more deep-rooted feelings that I had about her and about the whole situation I know that's such an obscure example but it really came to mind when I was planning this episode no I don't think it's that obscure because I think we always assume changing your mind is really big and so about you and only about your life but there are so many things like that that are important when we have these conversations because what you're actually like what we've both gone through with that exact example is we've learned more about internalized misogyny and the patriarchy and the perception of the media and how that can manipulate your thoughts we've taken it away and then we've questioned our own values that's been quite an uncomfortable situation Mm -hmm. but it's really important because the root of that is going hold on I've been presented with a different viewpoint could this be more aligned to where I want to be could it evolve my thinking and I don't know about you but as I've heard more about that with the example of Taylor Swift it's also made me question other things that I just take as oh yeah I won't like that like and I think a really brilliant thing to bear in mind as well throughout all of these conversations about changing your mind is where you're getting your information from mm-hmm. what echo chamber are you in and this feels really relevant to this and the example you just gave because we were talking I think it's quite a while ago I think it's when you came to see us a couple of months back we were discussing She-Hulk and I have only seen really positive media commentary around She-Hulk um, and I was really excited to watch it on the flip side of that, I said to Alex, oh, why don't we watch She-Hulk? And he went, oh, I've only heard awful things about it. Like, there are so, so many things that we agree on. And like, this isn't to say that like we will both love it. And we obviously mm. are allowed to have different opinions. But isn't it interesting, like, the filters that we're viewing our information from is that we've had two entirely different stories. Yeah. Yeah. And this is obviously like quite a, I would say, somewhat trivial example. But I think the important point is that the way you receive your information is really important. But what's more important is you have the willingness and you have an open mind to go, okay, I could change my mind. Now I could watch it and go, no, that was really shit. But you've got to approach it with an open mind and go, okay, it's okay to change my mind. Equally, he could watch it and go, actually, that was so much better than I ever thought it would be. Because if you're only ever getting your information from one channel and one echo chamber, which most of us are, and you're never imploring that skill and that habit to question 
you're always going to fear changing your mind because it seems like a negative thing. It seems like you're going back on your word or you're um, like letting other people down. What it's actually allowing you to do is grow. Mm -hmm. I I feel like this is going to really tie in well as well with our our next episode about like being content with your choices. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think it really plays a big part because unless you are constantly assessing those things and feeling comfortable with where you're getting your information from and what your values are and how aligned you feel with the information that you're taking in and the priorities that you have in your life. You're, like you're never going to feel content with those things if, mm-hmm. if it's not, I don't want to say if it's not sitting right with you, but that's, that's what it is. If if something doesn't feel right, the chances are it's it's something that doesn't feel aligned with you and you maybe need to reassess if you need to change your mind or if, your values have changed or just your position in life has changed and I do think that it's important to say that it is courageous I think to speak up and acknowledge and say I have changed my mind especially if it's a big topic at at work and you say you know what Mm -hmm. I've changed my mind I actually think that this is the right way to go or I actually think that this will be better the same in relationships as well because it's feel like as humans we have the sense of self-preservation where god we've said something now i've got to stick with it to the death because i don't want to embarrass myself and i don't want to feel yeah. ashamed but actually if you have the courage to say no i've changed my mind i actually feel differently about this i really feel like that opens up the floor to make that more normalized and more acceptable for people to say no i have changed my mind and, and that's okay that normalization is so important mm-hmm. it Oh, I've changed my mind and look I changed my mind and the world didn't stop spinning because we all get into that mindset where if we change our mind or say no or say actually I don't want to do that anymore the world will stop spinning that's not how it works Um, and there's real comfort in seeing other people change their mind but I also think there's real power in particularly within a work setting um or if you're, I don't want to say in like a matriarch of a family, that, but if you're someone who's like well-respected within your family um, and you know your voice carries influence, um, I think openly going, oh, no, I've changed my mind on that. I don't actually think that anymore. Or I actually view that thing quite differently now. Or actually you've, you're in a work meeting and someone presents some information. You go, okay, I wasn't aware of that. Well, based on that, actually, I've, I'm not sure this is the right way of proceeding. You are, you normalize it for all those people, but you also empower those other people to also feel like they can change their mind and adapt and learn more. Yeah, it sets and precedent. That, yeah, exactly. It's so important because do you really think and do you really want all the views you have right now to be the views you have for the rest of your life? Obviously I don't know. They're I going to change. I, I think yeah. it's inevitable that things mm. will change. And there's things I probably think now that in 30 years I'll be like, oh God, that's awful. Yeah. Like how embarrassing. I'm so I glad mean, I don't even, think that anymore. Let's say in 30 years, even like a year or two ago, I'd be like, probably, I'm yeah. not sure if I agree with that anymore. But okay, I see you did you made the decisions you made with the information you had at the time, and that's okay. But mm-hmm. part of like the joy and the privilege of aging and going through life is that you get to learn more yeah and I think we forget that humans 
are very, very capable of being adaptable. I think we get so comfortable that we forget how adaptable we are, which means that changing your mind is part of that process. And it's it's totally okay. You have to adapt to stuff probably every week without really realizing it. And every single adaptation changes how you frame things and how you see things and that perception it like goes back to that nuance episode every single thing you do and experience will have an impact on how you feel or what you believe it might it might not immediately have an impact but in a year's time five years time accumulation of experiences might mean that okay I no longer believe that thing anymore or I no longer want to pursue that life path anymore but you might not even notice it happening but that adaptation it happens and it's totally fine and natural. I would say it's it's more unnatural to never change your mind, to never, like you think of those people who have had the same thoughts and opinions for the last 20, 30, 40 years. Are you sitting there going, oh my God, that's so amazing. They're so committed. Or often is it more like, oh my God, really? Dinosaur. Like we, we, as I'm saying that, I'm sure we're all picturing that one family member we have. I literally, yeah. <laughs> like, and I bet we could even guess who each other's picked, but we won't. Um, but it's it's that exact thing, right? You you sit there and you think, oh, dinosaur. Like, and that's the thing. You don't want to be that person because by the same merit, there are so many people, regardless of their age who I think of and go, God, yeah, you really are adaptable and you're open-minded and you can have a good conversation and learn mm-hmm. from each other. Like that's an amazing thing to be able to do. And I think, mm-hmm. you know, so what if you change your mind? Like, I know that we say this quite a lot, but like, we're not the center of the universe. None of us are the center of the universe. Like to think that everything would come crashing down and be ruined if you changed your mind is a really limiting way to live your life because the world will keep spinning things will keep moving your you know if you change your job your career your company will still be there like yeah. your family will still be there all of those things that we fear losing we won't lose we're just set to gain more and that's exciting yeah and the chances are if you're feeling like really torn up about a big change that you need to make you want to change your mind about something you want to make a decision between going in two different directions whatever it might be down that exact same pain if you make that decision or you make that change I pretty much guarantee that in like a week a month a year from now you won't even remember making that decision and that is it yeah. goes back to that that the the world does not revolve around like you making a change or you making a decision and I mean that in the nicest way possible but like you said things will not come crashing down and probably that change or that decision will seem irrelevant to you in a few years time it, it will probably not even be something that you think about Whereas it feels so much more significant at the time to change your mind. Whereas years down the line, you'll be like, oh, I took that route and now it's led me here and this is where I am in the present. Like you can only do what you can do with the present moment that you're in. You I mean, you make a decision, people... you change your mind and it leads you to where you are now. And most people probably won't even realise you've changed your mind. Think mm-hmm. of all the people around you who probably changed their mind on the regular. I have no idea about it. That's fine. <laughs> like you don't have to announce to the world i have changed my mind i am no longer going to eat fish or i've changed my mind i'm going to eat dairy again like do you know what i mean like it's something that feels huge and important to you and that isn't saying it isn't important but they're not 
necessarily things you need to that deserve to have that level of worry attached to them yeah like it's freedom to realize you can change your mind um and i think we're lucky that we can so often yeah i think it it gets easy to make like a mountain out of a molehill in your own head to yeah, to really build something up and oh yeah never we we never do that we never overthink or worry ever no <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't sound like us no never <laughs> oh my god um maybe we should take our own advice on this as well yeah i mean i feel like that about most episodes we record to be perfectly honest with you. <laughs> someone actually quoted my episode back to me this week i mean it's okay to suck at new things and i was like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. thank mm-hmm. you for the reminder <laughs> i was like oh, you're so right but oh i did appreciate the reminder earlier i promise <laughs> on that note i feel like that wraps it up nicely yeah we hope you've enjoyed this episode and that it's given you a bit of solace and that you are totally okay to change your mind and to take a different direction take a new path give something a go hate it love it change your mind again it's the joy of life absolutely and as always we would love to hear your thoughts you can get in contact with us on all of the details which are down in the show notes yes we hope you have a wonderful week stay safe and we will speak to you next wednesday with a brand new episode bye Bye.